Welcome to season two, episode two of the Kate All Show. This is a show where I share with you wisdom, practical advice, and leadership for those wanting to grow and scale their agency. In the last eight years, I've launched and grown a Pinterest marketing agency to a team of over 40, over 120 clients, and a digital marketing membership, two of them in fact. So I've had a lot of successes, many, many more failures and lessons about how to get and retain clients. I believe in excellent customer service and challenging yourself to stand out above the rest. I'm naturally skilled at team growth and development, client success, systematizing, and connecting with people on a level that helps them feel seen and heard. My goal for you is to help you multiply yourself and grow your agency to help you reach your goals both personal and professional. Before we dive into today's podcast, I want to let you know that my Pinterest Agency Pro 12-week coaching program is open tomorrow, April 4th. We're opening with an info session at 11 a.m., so just go to kateall.com. You will see it up at the top. Sign up for that or just go check out Pinterest Agency Pro if you are looking to grow and scale your Pinterest management business. It is only open for one week, so make sure you take advantage of that if you have been interested in it. All right, so in this episode, we're talking about tracking client inquiries, tracking the who, the what, the when, and the where of when clients inquire about your services. So not only is it important to your client acquisition, but it's also important to your marketing. It tells you where to go and where people are finding you. As a service provider, obviously clients are the lifeblood of your business. Without them, you have no business. So it's really important to know these details. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the why and the what behind tracking, tracking client inquiries and give you a little tip and pieces of how I do it at my other company, Simple Pin Media. So let's talk about the pathway. This is really, really important. This is how people find their way towards connecting with you to see if they are a good fit. So it's the pathway and it's what you need in order for clients to be able to chat with you. So obviously we need a detailed page about your services. Most of you have this. It details what you offer, why you offer it, and specifically the types of clients that you work with, and maybe a little bit about your company too as well. The client mindset when they are reading this page, they're asking one main question. Does this person look like a great fit for me? And can they solve my problem? So when someone comes to look at your services page, they are thinking, I have a problem with Pinterest management. Or it could be, if you're listening and you don't do just Pinterest management, could be Instagram, it could be website services, it could be any type of service. They don't want to do it. They are not interested in learning about it. And they want to find somebody who's an expert in it. This is why it's really, really important that your services page only does a call to action to signing up for a discovery call with you. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Do not lead to a tiny offer or small offer, whatever they are. I'm going to talk about that in a future episode. Keep them only focused on your services because that's what their problem is. Don't give them a solution that doesn't address their problem. 
So the client's looking through your services page and thinking, is this person a great fit for me? And if their answer is yes, they move on to the next phase, which is filling out the form and booking a call with you. Now, some people think, well, that's super easy. People just fill out the form and book a call with me. But truthfully, they've probably looked at five to six other websites first. Um, If they got a referral, maybe not five or six, but it's sometimes not that easy to get clients to actually take the action to fill out the form and to book a call with you. So just know that you want to make that placement or that action really, really easy to understand and knowing where they need to go and what they need to do. Let me take a little bit of a sidestep here because I just said that phrase, book a call with you. I get this question a lot. Should I offer discovery calls? Some people ask this because they're nervous to get on the phone. Maybe they're new to working with clients. Maybe you've only worked with like one to three. Others just don't really like talking to people on Zoom or even on the phone. They would rather just email or their life is very chaotic. I know when I started my business, I was a mom at a kitchen table. Having a Zoom call in my kitchen was not necessarily the easiest thing to do. So email did make sense. So when I started my business, I did not offer discovery calls. When someone filled out my form, chances are I took all of them. And my form was probably name, email, and what's your Pinterest URL? What's your website URL? That's it, right? I didn't really ask a lot of qualifier questions. And what I realized as I said yes to pretty much everybody who was willing to pay me money is that the wrong fit clients were coming through the door. I absolutely needed to add a layer of a Zoom call or a phone call if Zoom wasn't an option. And discovery calls are not about sales. So some people would argue with me and they would say something complete. It's absolutely about sales. And there's a time and a place for sales. But really a discovery call is making sure they are the right fit for you and you're the right fit for them. What this does is it eliminates any of the confusion that can happen when somebody decides they want to come work with you. They can ask you all these questions because not only do they have a problem, but they're really wondering, can you solve this problem? Maybe there's some nuanced pieces to it and they just don't know if somebody can really understand where they're at. So this discovery call is really, can I help you? Can we, are we a good match? One bad client can really ruin morale for your entire business. It can crumble you. You feel like you're being micromanaged. You absolutely feel overwhelmed. And it can basically, I've seen a lot of people say, I just can't work with clients anymore. It's because they've worked with the wrong clients. So this call is really, really important. Okay, taking my side step back. Okay, the client on your page, we know that they've looked at the page and they've determined they want to take the next step with you. They're super curious and they're ready to learn more. Now let's talk about that form. The form on your website needs to be maxed out with all you need to know about the client. And the number one item on that form should be, how did you hear about us? You absolutely cannot leave this off your form. Little side note here, in our Pinterest Agency Pro course, we go deep into client acquisition, how to optimize forms for services. We go really, really deep into this topic. 
Okay, back to the form. Name and email is great. Like I said, I was doing name, email, Pinterest URL, and website. I only had four things I was learning about them before I decided if I was going to say yes to them as a client. But you want to ask more questions that you need to know to determine if they're a good fit. So think about your company. Think about the business that you do. What do you really want to know from this client so that you can confidently say yes to them? So without a doubt, you know, oh, that's the person that I want to work with. And this form should be a little bit long. It should be something that it takes a while for people to fill out. Because not only do you want to think about if they're a good fit for you, but you want to be, you want them to be thinking, okay, is this the person that I want to work with? Is this person asking the right questions that help me, uh, like convince is not the right word, but there's a lot of value that can be shared in the questions that you're asking on your form. Okay, so the client completes the form and it goes to your inbox for you to read. Then they book a call with you next week and now you're on your way to determining if they're a good fit or not in that Zoom call. So here's where this tracking part comes in after you've created your pathway. And just know I did a very high level of the pathway. It's a little bit hard to cover in a podcast because there's so many different things. That's why I have the Pinterest Agency Pro course where I go deep into that with coaching. So tracking. I am a low-tech person. I do not want to get caught up in fancy systems, um, not fancy systems, fancy project management systems. A little note about me. I do like Asana. I really like it as a project management tool because it has bullet points. Half of my team uses Trello. Half of my team uses Asana. I realize that different types of brain spaces work with those project management systems. I will not open up Trello and I will not look at it. If a team member sends me a Trello link, I'm sorry, I'm not opening it. And that is because it doesn't work for my brain. I feel like there are a lot of people that get caught up in creating the system and they forget to be in touch with just the data. So a simple spreadsheet is just opening Google Sheets. Let's add some columns and let's go, right? Don't don't get caught up. Um, I, I actually heard this. Um, Rosemary Groner, um, the busy budgeter, I have known her for a long time. I follow her on Instagram and she was sharing something that was so hilarious about, um, I'm going to forget the name of it right now, the Marie Kondo method, right? And she said, you know, there's people who spend hours folding their underwear into tiny squares and then their dishes are like piling up in the sink. I see that same thing with Pinterest managers and service providers. There are people who will spend hours hours in their project management system, making it look all pretty and all beautiful. And then they forget about the client work details that need to be done or the data that needs to be found just because they wanted to build a system. So don't get caught up in that. Just start with a simple spreadsheet. That's it. So here's what you need to know for tracking your client inquiries. You want to know the name. You want to know the industry. You want to know when they completed the form. You want to know when they booked the call and what services they are interested in 
and where they heard about you. You want to start tracking each and every month how many people in a given month came in the door and how many people actually booked the call and then how many people came on for services. What this allows you to see is your conversion rate. So for the 10 people that filled out my form, eight people actually booked the call and five people actually came on for services. So from that point to services, you have about a 50% conversion rate from website to call, right? That's pretty good. That's really good, right? You might want to increase that to 60 or 70, but at least that gives you a starting point. And then what you could do is you can start to see some patterns after about six months or so. Maybe you find that a referral keeps coming from one particular person. It would be really wise to reach out to that person and thank them. And if you want to go above and beyond, give them a gift. Now, maybe you find out that you're getting a lot from Google. Great job on your SEO. Make sure your page is maxed out and updated often to ensure it still ranks pretty high. Or maybe they're finding you through a program that you participated in. Maybe you did a live training for somebody. Ask that person if you could host another training. So what you see here is now you've unlocked your marketing. Now the data is telling you where you need to be. So if you're ever wondering if you should spend two to three hours on Instagram creating another reel, you can look back at your client acquisition simple spreadsheet in Google Sheets and go, hey, nobody found me through Instagram. They all found me through these three places. Maybe my time spent needs to be less on Instagram and more on Google. Or maybe I need to be doing live trainings for this particular person and then I can go and ask them hey, I did a training for you. Do you know somebody else that could use a training? And then all of a sudden you might get clients from there too as well. At Simple Pin, we, which is my other company, we get clients through three places. We get them through Google, we get them through the podcast, and we get them through referrals. And those referrals, some are consistent. If we look at the whole year, we can say, Uh, I'm an expert in the Food Blogger Pro community. We get quite a bit of inquiries from Food Blogger Pro. Or I get several from Google. Google is actually our number one. So we put a lot of effort. In fact, we've even hired a company to help us level up and go bigger on our SEO. And then when it comes to the podcast that I have over there, the Simple Pin Podcast, We're very clear then that if a lot of our clients are coming through that, we do specific and strategic calls to action over there for our services several times per year. So now I'm no longer functioning in the dark. I'm no longer wondering where I should put my time because the data tells me where to put it. I now can make really good business decisions instead of gut decisions, which I was prone to in the past, is I would definitely put a lot of effort into what made me feel good. Where was the marketing making me feel better about showcasing my expertise or about showing up? Because I thought if I showed up here, people were going to sign up for my services. 
But what I learned and what I realized was that those people were not the people who were going to sign up for my services. They wanted to consume the free content that I was putting out there, which is great. Those people have a time and a place and a totally different pathway. But these people who are actually going to come on as clients and be my high paying recurring revenue were not in the places I thought they were. So take some time today. If you have not already created your client inquiries tracking spreadsheet, remember we're doing this in Google Sheets to make it super easy. Take at least 30 minutes and just create the framework and look at what you have as far as tracking. It's name, industry, when they completed the form, when they booked the call, what services they were interested in, where they heard about you, and then of course track when they came on with you and what services they ended up buying from you. So now you can begin to track all those. We track month by month. So we put them into blocks and we say, this is what happened in March. This is what happened in February. And here's another quick tip is that now we know, because we've been tracking for several years, that our high months are always January and September. And our low months are always June and March. We can guarantee that that's when clients will fall off. We can guarantee that that's when clients will sign up. So we do a few things. We stack our team, we plan our promotions, and we really hit it hard because that's when we know people are going to be most interested in our services, especially when it comes to the podcast and Google. So take some time today, look at your tracking sheet, and then look at your pathway. Make sure that it's really, really easy for people to follow you, to complete the form, to book the call. And when I say follow you, what I mean is follow your train of thought through your services page, that they totally understand what it is you provide. There might be some more questions about whether or not you're a good fit, but there's no question about what it is you do. They're not confused. And then ensure that that tracking system is complete, has enough columns to give you the information that you need. And maybe you want to add some more that I didn't list out here today. So I'd love to hear from you. Are you tracking client inquiries? What are you learning from them if you are? I would love for you to email me, hello at kateall.com, or you can DM me on Instagram at the Kate, not the Kate All Show. It's just at Kate All Show. And last, the growth of this podcast really depends on you. I am a podcast listener and I know when I've been impacted by something or I've had a quick tip or I want to share, I share it with those people who I know would benefit the most from what was shared on that podcast. I would love if you would take a moment after you're done listening and share with a friend who's a service provider, a VA, or even an agency owner that really wants to level up what they're doing. I'd love for them to have a listen and be inspired to continue to grow. And if you have a few extra minutes too as well, leave a review. We're a new podcast, so we would love to have as many reviews as possible. Plus that helps for us to get feedback from you. So thanks so much for listening to the Kate All Show. 